to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kitchen. It's me, TJ, and I am here with the troglodyte, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Are you scurvy cur? Welcome, yes, our, you know, real pirates do business in tiger. Our, what accent is that? Is that... Pirate. Or it's just pirate. But is it just like an amalgamation of regions? Like maybe they just picked up some things along the way? It's almost like a combination of like a Caribbean accent and like an English accent. You know, I don't know. And I think that I want to know like what the origin of it is, because like in every iteration of pirates, there's some form of that somewhere floating in the universe. Like even I'm thinking about even, you know, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. There's that accent that, you know, Mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean, there's like some, it's like toned down for sure. But, you yeah. know, David, David Jones, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, you know. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there, I think. There's also a lot to unpack with the movie that we watched, um, The Adventures of Tintin. The Adventures um, of Tintin. Yeah, which... I I'm gonna be real with you. We were we were getting movies for for the for you know Pirate Month and, and June said, Booty. And I, yeah, you you said Adventures of Tintin, and I said, huh? I had never I I I had no knowledge of this movie. Um, I had no knowledge of the property that it's based on. See, that surprises um, me. Well, it doesn't surprise me. Did you? Well, here's did you grow up with I HBO? No. Oh, that's why. So HBO, during the, I said that really condescending, and I do apologize. Yeah. Oh, that's why you poor fuck. <laughs> you no. man. You, wait, wait, you, wait. I saw it, man. You just second guessed our friendship right there. I saw it in your. No, head. I didn't. No, I you didn't. You said, had I known you didn't grow up with HBO, why wouldn't have been fucking with you this long? You know. That's not what I said. How about you? Turn? <laughs> Listen. No, the reason I ask is because. The Ten Ten, The Adventures of Ten Ten, was a cartoon that played on HBO, and I used to watch HBO okay. for The Adventures of Ten Ten. I used to watch this show called Crash Box, which was like a trivia sort of like mind teaser show, mm-hmm. and I also used to watch um, Happily Happily Ever After, Fairy Tales for Every Child, which would they would take like Puss in Boots and set it in like a different country, or they take the Emperor's New Clothes and like. So they would take all these classic stories and then be like, okay. let's put other cultures on them so that way children can start to see these stories with kids that look like them. It was really dope. But they're, like HBO had this whole lineup of children's television, and The Adventures of Tintin was one of them. And so I rocked with Tintin. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, no, I, 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 I had no idea. Maybe it was one of those things, TJ, where... You know, I, I might have seen the character 
seen like a, like a comic strip or seen the character emblazoned on something in the past and it just didn't it just didn't stick with me you know and I didn't really care too much care enough about it to to uh, to follow it I mean the character of Tintin has this kind of like alfalfa from little rascals vibe mixed with like some a little like, bit yeah but kind of like a kind of like uh it's like a dentist to me I don't know not Hanna Barbera, but it's like him and him and that damn dog, Snowy or whatever. It's like, man, you better I've, watch your mouth about Snowy. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I think I've seen, I might have seen those two characters before in the past, and I just, I, I didn't know what they were called, and I didn't know anything about them. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then, and then, you know, learning that this movie has like, or this property anyway, has like a long history. Um, and another thing, I mean, you know, so you, so you watched it, you watched it before I did for this. Yes, I did. And, yes, I did. And you said, you said, how is this movie PG? And which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm about to watch it, but my guess is, is because it's British. And, and was, you know, they have like a different, they have a different sort of vibe over there and then come to find out this ain't a british movie it, it, this is directed by Spielberg. i don't understand how this flew under my radar but then i look at the year it came out 2011 the 2010 2011 2012 those three years i did not really go to the movies a lot i did not really i was just kind of it was just a weird time in my life so um that that totally makes sense. You know, you so, know the thing about this is is that I was you know uh, preparing for this movie. I also feel like I heard about it and then it just like kind of skated by me. You know, so um, I was like, okay, let me figure out was this movie like even did it do anything? You know what I mean? Like, did it do anything? Mm-hmm. Um, bruh, during its first week on home video. It was the number one selling HD movie. It sold 504,000 units in the first week. 50% of the profits from this movie are from its home. It's from its Blu-ray sales. That's insane to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was what? Because Netflix, I know Netflix was around, but they weren't. They weren't the giants that they are today no. around that time. No. Oh, let me correct myself. 50% of their home video profits were from Blu-ray, but they still made like $11 million in, by, within the first week from home, which yeah. is stupid to think about. Even in 2011, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. st- streaming was picking up. It wasn't as big as it was, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but whenever I went to, like, Target or something to get a Blu-ray, it was that summer movie that I can't, can't, that I want to see again. It was like the blockbuster. It was the, mm-hmm. or it was the movie that like, I've heard this is really good. 15 people yeah. told me this is really good. I need to cop this. I never, right. Right. I never once stopped and be like, let me grab 10. To- <laughs> it's like, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? You grown ass man. Be like, can I get that copy of 10? Ten, ten? It's, <laughs> you know, it's, um, uh, not to knock the character's name, but, but yeah, I, again, I, and, and I still, I, I still buy movies physically from time to time, uh, especially if they're movies that I, 
that I really enjoy or, or, or movies that, that mean a lot to me. Um, and it's sad because, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to sound, sound really old here, but like, you know, I, I, I do love having like, you know, a physical copy of a movie that I really enjoy or a movie. And I, mm-hmm. I've always kind of been that way. I, 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 I was the cat who was trolling like the, the, um, the black Friday deals for like Blu-rays when they hit, you know what I yeah. mean? Or like yeah. the, 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 the bins and stuff, you know? And, and then, and now, with streaming being so popular, shit, dude, you can go to like a Target or something like that, and you can you can get some pretty good, pretty good movies for, for for pretty cheap, you know, some big collections. What's What's the next movie that you're gonna buy physically? Uh, oh man, um, I I, I want to own Dune, um, just because I think that'd be a really cool. I'm I'm all into like packaging and stuff like that. <laughs> I want to own Dune. Um, I also. Hmm. Probably, if they come out, if they come out with like a like a series run of, um, well, no, I don't know, I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot with that next movie that I really want to own physically. You damn right, I put you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a pretty cool steel book because I like those steel book cases. I saw a pretty cool steel book of Predator, the original Predator. I'd be like, that'd be pretty cool to own. Oh, like okay. 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 Um, yeah, like a lot of re-release, and I'll, and I'll watch them again too. You know, I'll put just just the other day I watched Goodfellas again because Ray Liotta passed. You know, got yeah, but um, yeah, watch that again. It's it, it, it's it's nice to have them. I don't know. It just kind of just it it just hits different to me. Like, but it has to be like movies like like that. Plenty of movies now. It's like I'm fine them just existing on streaming. And if the contracts run out, I never watch them again. It's totally fine. But there are movies where it's like, no, I want to be able to like watch this anytime I want, regardless of what the world yeah. is doing yeah. yeah 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 you know what i think um, about i think about what movies i would want you know sometimes you have to move and your internet's not up for like a day or two or something like that mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. i think about what would i want to have at my place in that stage where everything's in boxes all you have is your bed and your tv right um yeah so like that's how i bought the six that's why i bought the six feet under like series was when I was yeah. moving around San Antonio, I was like, I, I, I want to want something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but the the next one I'm going to buy is Everything Everywhere All at Once. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I need to... Yeah, I heard, you need to, I, you need to get I, on I, that. I like, yeah. like, do I need to slide you like a 20 so, you, so y'all can go catch that in the movie theater? We don't. I know. We, we, it's not a issue of money. Well, no, we're good. <laughs> I know that. But I'm saying, will it motivate? I know. Will look, it, I know. I didn't grow up with fucking HBO, but like, I can afford a movie ticket. You know what I mean? Like, good well, Lord. can you? I mean, you didn't have HBO, so you know what that reeks to me <laughs> of bitch. poverty. It yeah, reeks to me of ass bitch. I'm so, it's look, like. What's that meme when when an Android user has to, hey, can I have, do you have a phone charger? Get off me, you broke-ass bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that I'm, not that I agree with that, but uh, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, um, yeah you do. No, yeah, yeah, you, no, if you I, know, I, I, I tell well, you today, if I, if I said, <laughs> if I said, Jordan, I'm getting myself like a pixel or whatever, you'd be like, the fuck is wrong uh, with you? Yeah. See, listen, see, no, listen to that immediate groan. That was in your heart. That was in your soul. It's just green, man, and, and gross. But anyway, um, so <laughs> green and gross. Okay. I think I think 
You know, you know what I like, Tone, and, and and this might this might sound kind of weird because they are all on HBO Max right now. But I I, I would like to own a, a box set of The Sopranos, just because I think that'd be a cool like kind of thing on the shelf. Can I tell you, I've never seen The Sopranos, not a single episode. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those shows. I mean, you know, I I I think. I mean, without the Sopranos, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the TV. I mean, it's 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 a tie it's a tire discussion at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can you can throw a rock and, and find an article or whatever saying, "Oh, the Sopranos is the reason why the TV is the way that it is." Uh, and I agree with that. But uh, okay, but what came out first? Did Oz come out before the Sopranos, or did Sopranos come out first? See, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, the Sopranos and then there's the Wire, was, right? Like the Wire yeah. had a huge impact. Oz had a huge impact. The Sopranos had a big well, impact. Oz, I think Oz had a huge impact. So Oz came out in 97. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Sopranos came out in 99. So Oz was first. But I think Oz, and I mean, come on, dude. I mean, you know, read the tea leaves. I mean, Oz, I think, was, Oz, I think, was retroactively popular. I think it hit a very small group. The Sopranos like was everywhere. The Sopranos blew the fuck up. Oh no, I agree with you. I'm talking about the fact that Oz was like one of those shows where they started taking those big, big chances. I'm not saying they always paid off, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've you've never seen it. I've never seen an episode of Oz, so I can't okay. really comment. But I, I, th- I think I think with the Sopranos, it was just the way that it was structured narratively and the way that mm-hmm. like it kind of challenged the 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 norm as as to like what what is possible on TV from a storytelling standpoint. So, yeah. I mean, same um, I felt the same way about the wire when the wire hit, I was like, yeah, this shit. Yeah. And the wire was, and that was always the, those two shows, the wire and the Sopranos, at least for me, were always a part of, of the converse. So the wire came out in 2002. Um, so the wires after, mm-hmm. um, but those were always a part of the conversation of like, oh man, I really love the Sopranos. Yeah, but have you seen The Wire? It's almost like The Wire. The Wire was the bed knobs and broomsticks to the Sopranos, Mary Poppins, to kind of keep it within our conversation. A hundred percent. And The Wire is fantastic too. I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to own a own a run of that. But um, but yeah, um, back to Tintin. <laughs> I uh, yeah, man. I I and and and. Looking at the cover, you know, we saw I saw like a giant like pirate ship, and I was like, okay, you know, what I mean, this this totally counts. I'm excited to dive into this movie because I think it represents um, a sort of piracy that um, sort of rose to prominence in like like Indiana Jones type stuff, or like, um, and I I I texted you when I was watching. I was like, this movie's uncharted as fuck. You know, mm-hmm. it really felt like a lot of the chase sequences, especially felt a lot like the Uncharted games. And I think there's an argument to be made that like those kind of have like a pirate feel to them. I mean, they're thieves, right? They're they're thieves going off and stealing shit and, and getting into little adventures and stuff like that. Um, and then this one ha- actually has pirates in it. So I think it's a fitting entry. I mean, we'll see how it stacks up, you know, in the grand scheme now, of things. This, but, this makes me ask, this, I want to ask you a question particularly about um, pirates in general. And because the more I think about it, it's like, oh, when we watch pirate movies, I'm leaning towards rooting for the pirates. Like the pirates are always the more 
interesting characters, right? Yeah. And yeah. my mom was like, huh, why, why do you think that is? Like, do you think that the pirates are the, are the easiest anti, like, anti-hero that we can latch on to? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think, I think pirates, um, and conversely, uh, the outlaw in like, in like a Western, um, back, you know, back in the day, it's just kind of, yeah, they operate outside of the law, but there's still some sort of moral code within them. You know, the whole, the honor amongst thieves adage, I think, I mean, you look at just movies, we, I, I think as a whole, we like watching movies and, 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 you know, stories about people doing things they shouldn't be doing. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I think, cause like it's boring otherwise, you know, um, it can be frustrating at times, you know, watching a movie or, or reading something where it's like, Oh, they're just making bad decisions, but doing things that they shouldn't be doing. I think there's like a thrill there, you know, mm-hmm. I think pirates, there's this, there's this glorification, you know what I mean? Of the, there's this, there's this, there's this almost romantic, um, um, view of them and you know the, the 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 fashion and the 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 characters you know the the what the black beards and the long john silvers and all that you know the nautical stuff you know pirate ships you know and ships and they're beautiful you know they're, they're really pretty things so i just think it's sort of encompassing of a lot of of a lot of things and then to throw it off man you have like the sea and shit you mm-hmm. know and um and now you know why they made power rangers pirates yeah i mean you know it's 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 like you know you take you, t- I mean, I, you know, again, I, I, I don't take back my initial response because that was me. You know what I mean? That was a raw Jordan reaction to stupid <laughs> things. But I might watch it and be like, okay, I, I get it. You know what I mean? And and then me, me growing up, I was, I mean, I think I've, I've told you this before, I was never big into pirates. Dude. I, I just didn't, I just didn't like them. But I liked cowboys and I liked space shit. You know. And then Star Wars, when Star Wars hit, that just blew everything up for me. I was like, this is my favorite thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, like I will take Star Wars over everything. And I'm still that way. But it's the characters like Han Solo, who's a smuggler. You know what I mean? Who is mm-hmm. essentially a space pirate. It's and, and, and his dealings with Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett, the bounty hunters, all that kind of stuff. And then you look at the outlaws and it's like, you know what? Whether it's a pirate, an outlaw, or, or a space cadet, it's all kind of the same thing, mm. just in different wrappings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can d- definitely see that. I, you know, even this idea of... You know what's uh, not the same thing in different wrappings? Trivia! So much fun every week, all the time. TJ, drive my beat. It's time. Guys, who's Hi. ready? Hi. Oh, Damn. Jordan know. was not ready. He had just taken a big gulp of water. Uh, yep. So bad timing on my part. Oh, oh man. I don't know this how Jordan movie. doesn't know when to be ready because the song is the same every time. <laughs> it's, uh, Jordan, do you even know my choreography to it at this point? Like, it's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, you do something with your hands. Oh. <gasps> I cannot believe that you are not watching and cataloging every move I make. Unbelievable. I'll try to, 
Uh, Every wow. step you take. That song is creepy as hell. It you is sound creepy like, as hell. You sound, you sound like the Allstate <laughs> guy if he hurts his shin. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. here we go. Classic trivia. Three questions each. Buckle right. up. My babies. Here we go. Jord. Yes. This movie combines major plot elements from how many adventures of Tintin tales? A, two, B, three, or C, four? How many of these shits are there? Are you, I, I there's think a, a there's lot. A shit ton. There's a shit ton. <laughs> you said two, three, and four? Two, three, or four? Uh, I don't know. The first one. So your answer is two. Yeah. Your answer is incorrect. It is three. Oh. I I had the I had the names of them, but it's something about a crab. The crab, the secret the, of the unicorn, the unicorn thing, and something else. And yeah, yeah something else. Oh, the, DJ. the treasure of uh, Red Bird, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That does sound familiar. DJ. Mm-hmm. This movie was disqualified from being eligible for Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. Why? A. It used motion capture. B. It used CGI. Or C. It's heavy use of guns. Ooh. Ooh. Because, okay, Polar Express was nominated for Best Animated Film, so it can't be the motion capture and CGI thing. So I'm going to say it's heavy use of guns. Incorrect. It's because of the motion capture. What? I guess did Polar Express not use po- motion capture? They absolutely did. Did, mo- did Pol- Polar Express Polar come Express out after? Nominated? I thought Polar Express was nominated for Best Animated Film. That movie sucks. It does <laughs> suck. Um, so, yeah, at the, I mean, at the Oscars model, for... Me, I, I think they maybe have rectified it since. But, yeah, they just, like, didn't understand all the intricacies of motion capture and they were like it's not animation so many so many animated films use motion capture nowadays yeah yeah it's a great tom hanks's dead eyes scaring the hell out of me maybe polo express wasn't nominated but i know polo express was nominated for other shit though y'all remember y'all remember steven tyler's elf in that movie yeah. no i've never seen polar express an elf it's an elf version of aerosmith comes out and they see and okay they play so Christmas we're adding polar express on for like december spectacular <laughs> you better be your other husband ain't with me yeah i refuse girl you better hop that, on somebody else's podcast no i ain't watching that somebody else's podcast <laughs> go ahead no you go, okay good luck good luck good you luck go try one who likes Polar Express. Go on. Yeah, it was <laughs> Polar Express was nominated for three Oscars: Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Original Song. Oh, so not Best Animation of Tom Hanks' face. Although it was, it was the Visual Effects Society nominated it for Outstanding Performance by an Animated Character in an Animated Motion Picture. So, like the Visual Effects people said, it's an animated movie. What? Hmm. Interesting. It's about a damn train ride to the North Pole. It's so boring. It's about believing in the Christmas spirit, Jord. 
right? That's what I remember from the book. I, mean, I did not much, see it. Anyway. Pretty much. Jord for 200 points in the German. Yes. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. All the children and their non-valuables. Jord. In the German dub of this film, during the motorcycle chase, Haddock reaches out for the papers and says, Mein Schatz. Mein Schatz, please excuse my German pronunciation, listeners, translates to what? So Mein Schatz. Schatz? Yeah. Uh, A, so close. B, my God. Or C, my precious. Is it, please tell me it's my precious. It's, I'm, I'm going I'm to say it's my precious. It is my precious because oh, uh, Andy Serkis voices. It was a call out, throwback, co- uh, Easter egg to him being uh, Gollum. TJ. <laughs> TJ, did you know Spielberg has been trying to get a Tintin movie made since the 80s? Yeah, it's true. Who did he want for the role of Haddock in the 80s? I will say it all. Uh, it, he also wanted to make it in the 90s as well, but it was a different person. So in the 80s, A, Jack Nicholson, B, Harrison Ford, or C, Robert De Niro? Ooh, I'm going to say B, Harrison Ford. And Jack Nicholson. Damn it. <laughs> George. Yes. Stephen Moffat, Moffat, Moffat. I always mispronounce Moffat. Sorry, yeah, Stephen. Uh, Stephen Moffat wrote the original draft of the script. <laughs> I know where he this was, is going. Oh my god, keep going. <laughs> but he was unable to refine it because of the 2007/2008 Writers Guild strike. Listeners, if you're too young to remember, it was like a whole thing. Then he went on to become executive producer of another show that prevented him from returning to the script. What was this show, you might ask, Jord? That's right, Doctor Who. <laughs> I saw this coming from a mile away, Jordan. I'm so sorry. I kept sorry. reading Stephen Moffat, and I was like, how do I know his name? This is Doctor Who. <laughs> I got asked about the movie being made two decades before it was. Okay, so. so. <laughs> Much like this movie, there is a Doctor Who episode featuring pirates. It's called The Curse of the Black Spot. What Doctor Who companion helps the Doctor in this adventure? A, River Song, B, Amy Pond, or C, Donna Noble? Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. I don't know, dude. I have no idea. The first one. You have a, a, what, a 33.333% chance of picking the right... River song. You're going with River Song? Yes. Incorrect. It's Amy Pond. All right. <laughs> so let's let me check my I'm sorry, the second we... she said Moffat, I was like, shit. Sorry. No, I if I answer this question, I have more points than him. That is true. Um, but my hang on, my my uh spreadsheet is calculating incorrectly because I had a typo. And we're back on track. Okay. TJ. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Where's my question? The CN on the plane indicates it's registered to what country? A, Morocco, B, Spain, or C, Italy? The CN on the plane. Which plane? There were two planes. I'm assuming uh, the C plane. There were Was two there C planes. Wait- it was the um, one the with one... the CN on it. 
What a CN mean when it's on a license plate? That's the question. Well, it's on a plane. It indicates it's registered to a country. Which country? Okay. Uh, what were the three options? Morocco, Spain, or Italy. Because he asked him, where is your ship registered? He never fucking answered, he? though. Yes, he did. But he never fucking answered mm. him. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Morocco, Spain, or Italy. It wouldn't be... Uh, I'm going to say... Fuck. I'm going to say Spain. Eh, Morocco. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I even talked myself... You heard me talk myself out of Morocco. I, I got really excited for a second because as you uh, recounted the options, you said Morocco. And I thought you were just going to answer Morocco, but... Well, Jordan no. wins again. Jordan does win again, but... I have a pretty fun Mavis's, okay, if I do thing. say so well, myself. Before we, before we get to the Mavis, Jordan. Yeah. The Lowe's music. Home Depot? Or is it more like Home Depot? It's more what? like Home Depot. No, it, it's, it's, it's cooler than that. What are you, it like, is, it is cooler than that. No, it's like from their commercials. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. They do have a pretty pretty cool anyway. Mm-hmm. So this TJ, version next is time cool. I win trivia, just play a just play a Home Depot commercial. Okay. Play a Lowe's commercial. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um still gonna do all the Mavises, even though Jordan's our winner. All right, my little movie nerds. Steven Spielberg directed this in case you missed it. Arguably one of the most, if not the most, well-known director of our time. IMDb lists 57 movies and TV episodes under his director credits. Name me five. Oh, I hear the typing already. Also, listeners, I want you to know that as they're typing, um, I have George's theme song stuck in my head. Why is it that I could think of three? I'm stupid. Never mind. Wait. Is that George Lucas, though? No. I, is it sad that I get those two mixed up? Um, no, because I mean, they were they were they were in cahoots together for a while. So like were, Indiana yeah. Jones stuff, yeah, Indiana Jones stuff. It's like uh, it's kind of both of them, but you know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I need one more. Uh, I mean, did you mention this movie? I mean, it don't matter because I'm about to lose. Look at him typing fervent. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Send in three, two, one. TJ says, E.T., Super 8, West Side Story, Indiana Jones, and the Adventures of Tintin. God, first I almost called you E.T. because that was your first answer. (laughs) Wow, just call me a goddamn alien. (laughs) And then I almost called it Adventures of (laughs) T.T. Adventures of T.T. over here, y'all. Yeah, those are all all correct, right? Yeah, I have a list. Super 8 was J.J. Oh, God, did, did Steven Spielberg produce it? I don't fucking know, maybe. Very possible. Steven Spielberg produces everything. He produced, he produced some of this podcast. 
<laughs> Super. I wish. Jordan says E.T. AI Saving Private Ryan Schindler's List and Jurassic Park. Yup. Y'all could have just said you know Indiana Jones one, two, and three. This movie. And Schindler's List. Yeah, Super 8 was produced by Steven Spielberg. Mm, he does produce quite a bit. His Let's see, his producer credits, how many are listed there? Wait, additional, wait, producers up top? It's a very what's long list. Record? I'm what's scrolling. His, I'm scrolling. What's his West Side Story good? I so haven't seen scrolling. it yet, but it, it, people say it's fucking phenomenal. He yeah. has 182 yeah. producer credits. Did, on oh, he directed. Can I can I swap out Super Eight for War Horse? Because I know he did War Horse. Yes, War Horse. Okay. Just because I really like the name of that movie, I've never seen it, but War Horse. Well, War, in my head. I watched the documentary of him with War Horse, and that's when he was just like, "Oh yeah, no, I have a team of people I work with all the time. So like, I just bring in the same people all the time." And I was like, "Oh," and that's when I was like, oh, my, "Why don't our, my all the artists do that?" My Spielberg story at parties is, um, so both of you might have already heard this, but for those listening who haven't hung out with me at a party, whenever he was given the DVD uh, cut for Paranormal Activity, um, because they needed they needed someone to like you know help distribute it and finance it and everything, he took it home uh, and watched it, and um, it, he was in his home theater. When the movie was over, his home theater locked, like he couldn't get out. Um and he had to like I think call the fire department or some shit. I don't know how 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 he he eventually got out somehow. He wrapped the DVD in a trash no, bag. No, he's still he's still there today. Yeah, he wrapped the he wrapped the DVD in a trash bag, put it in his trunk, drove it back to the director, and said, "I don't ever want this in my house again, and I will help distribute your movie." And then, but then he was like, "But you got to change the ending and shit like that." So, what was the? Do we know the original ending? Yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't because Spielberg wanted it to be like a franchise and he was like so open it up to where like she, Brilliant you know, she like attacks the yeah, it's that ending where she like kills him and then like attacks the camera and then it's like and then she's out. The original ending was something different. I can't remember. I don't even think I, I might not have even seen it, but um yeah, so that's my that's my Spielberg party story. Can I say that I'm pissed off because I'm looking at the Spielberg list and I completely overlooked Empire of the Sun, the color purple. Amistad, what the fuck, TJ? What the fuck? The color purple is Minority Report, which is my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Fucking catch me if you can. Oh. What is wrong? You, know, you want to know my? You want to know my favorite Tom Cruise movie? What? All of them. Boy, shut Every up. Every single one. Boy, shut Dude, up. I have never seen a bad Tom Cruise movie. Bad, no, but also not great. Minority Report just hit different. No, my Monitor Report's awesome, but Tom Cruise, I will watch that motherfucker in anything. And I'm so excited. I've got to see the new Top Gun in theaters because apparently there's no I'm gonna tell you there's this. no CG in that. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to say this right now. Cam, you're going to be my witness. If I catch <laughs> y'all asses have seen Top Gun before anything and everything everywhere all at once, I am coming down there just to shove my size 12s up your ass. I swear to God. <laughs> If you if you go if you go, I listen listen Tom Cruise I ain't got I ain't got danger zone you know I ain't got I ain't got no bad feelings about Tom Cruise Tom Cruise you gonna do what you gonna do but also also if you gonna go ahead and be like there's no CG but you ain't gonna pay attention 
to the best movie A24 done put out yeah. in a, no, 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 time out. I'm talking right like now. Ever? I need you to listen like to ever? me. I'm is it, serious. But is, it, is, it a, is it a movie theater movie, though? Yes. Ooh. Yes, oh. it is. Jordan, the last time I saw a movie that I was like, if this movie doesn't win all the shit, I'm boycotting the goddamn Oscars for the rest of my life was Birdman. All right, and I walked out of that movie theater and I said, if this movie movie doesn't win, if this movie doesn't win best original screenplay, if this movie does, if this movie don't win all the shit, if this movie don't get costume, shut it down, burn it all down, <laughs> fuck it all, send it to hell. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I don't know, man. Because I'm animated. I know. I you just, don't gotta hey. know. I, I, you ain't gotta know. I know. <laughs> I, I just can't need, remember the last the time I had though. That's the, this the, many that's, feelings that's, that's, about a movie. You got the need Other for than... speed? Jordan, 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 <laughs> Jordan, Jordan. Top Gun just came out. Hey, it just came out. No, 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 no. Top Gun just came out, okay? Everything Everywhere All at Once is about to leave. It's been there for a minute. I need you to run, not walk. For me, goddamn it! For we me, might, okay. We may, maybe, maybe you know what I mean. Maybe we'll double feature. You know, it's more. I don't care what you do, but you gotta see one once. And here's the thing: you gotta hurry up. Everything, everywhere, all at once is gonna leave theater soon. And if you miss it, Jordan, well, it'll be. Right, Jordan. Everywhere. Well, maybe we can fit it around my very busy filming schedule for Kim Pins tomorrow. That's K I M P I N S on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you I'm go. sweating that, here. You know what? If y'all yeah. don't go watch all the Kimpin videos before you watch Top Gun too, <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna be really sad. And do y'all want that? Do y'all want? I'm that? a hero. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm so upset. Hero <laughs> all right, this has devolved into ridiculousness. Damn, but uh, Kimpin, like you made the motherfucker. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch my goddamn movie. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Putting money in your pocket? Fuck. PJ, right. it's okay. I don't even right. care about Top Gun. I've never even seen the original Top Gun. It's okay. So uh, I am not rushing you know out what? to go see that in theaters. But I did want to go see everything all the time. All at everything, once, everywhere, all, all the What's sure. it called? Everything is illuminated? What's it called? We need to go get our drinks before I have a connection. <laughs> we, need, we need to, y'all, we'll be back. We'll be back everywhere, after this break. Everywhere all the time. Because I need a drink. I need to cool down. I need Every, to take a walk. I need to take everything. A, everything you know in its place. What's Kim, it thank you. Thank every, you again for trivia. Jordan, congratulations. We will see y'all after this break. I'm going to play us out. Each and every one. Every last one of them. <laughs> And we're back. Everyone, I wanted to apologize to you for my outburst. Jordan, don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling... You're really hostile. I'm feeling a bit unsafe right now. Okay. <laughs> what you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a shit. Uh... Yeah, no. Uh, so again, uh, seltzer season. I have another mighty swell uh, for this uh, episode. This one is their pink colada. Um, so it has, uh, what is it? I guess it's like a pina colada with some added flavor in there. Um, I don't know. I think 
strawberry maybe might be the other one. I don't know. But yeah, that's what I have. Dope. I I I was thinking what feels kind of piratey in like a super commercialized sort of way. And I was like, okay, when I think of pirates, I think of the beach. When I think of the beach, I think of this one beer. So I got myself some Corona Light. Ooh, Corona Light, huh? Yeah, Corona Light. I did the salt and lime too. But that but the only Corona Light I could find when I looked at the one store that I looked at were like the tall like the tall thin cans, you know, like the microbe the microbe ultra cans, right? Yeah. Of it. Yeah. So uh and I know that it's the same amount of beer. Or it's like it's like four ounces less, right? It's twelve ounces as opposed to sixteen ounces. So I made myself two. And they're dressed and everything. They got the lime juice. They got the salt the whole night. So I'm good to go. Nice. You got the little uh, the little uh, bar napkin around the can? I do not. I have a koozie on one, and the other one I'm probably going to toss back pretty quick. Now, here's the thing, though. Do you like beer salt? Uh, nah, not really. I like salt on a margarita, but I don't really like salt on a beer in a beer. That surprised me, because I remember when we would drink at Zuka's, You'd get a Corpus Christi, um, it was the Paps with the lime and salt. You mean Kevin? No, I never did the lime and salt. Then me and Kevin did. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I never did the, I never did the lime. I might, I might have tried it once, but I never. No, that was that wasn't really, really my thing. Um, well, but I, I will, I will take it. I like lime in a Dos Equis, but I don't really, don't Here's do the thing, the dude, if someone gives me a beer and it has salt on it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like take it off. Like I'll drink it, you know, but I don't, I don't actively put it on. It's the same thing with butter. I don't actively butter anything. If butter comes on it, cool. But I will never, I will never put butter on like a piece of toast or a biscuit or anything. I, just, I, I don't, I don't do it. Now you talked about earlier how there was a comment that you made about HBO that made us question that made me question our friendship. That wasn't it. <laughs> it's that butter shit that you just yeah. said. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is. I've never, ever, ever been that way. I've never actively put butter on things. Hmm. Pancakes, waffles. Not pancakes? Motherfucking no. not pancakes? No. And I make pancakes. I make pancakes. Every Saturday morning for the kids, and I, I don't butter them. They don't butter them either, so they're they're taken after me. But yeah. Mm. Mm. I've never it's not that I don't like butter, bro. No, it's not no, that it's I don't okay. Like you, no, listen, you you don't have to explain yourself. Just let me sit with it, okay? I just, Give me a I just don't. I just Can don't you do- actively, you know. I'm gonna I'm be real selfish. I'm gonna make your your night your neuroses about me. Give me a moment. Let me sit in there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're probably healthier for it. Um, So, yeah, The Adventures of Tintin. Also, uh, no, The Adventures of Tintin, The Secret of the Unicorn, which also spurred a video game by the same title, uh, The Adventures of Tintin, The Secret of the Unicorn, um, is directed by Steven Spielberg, produced by Steven Spielberg, but it's also co-produced by Peter Jackson and Caitlin Kennedy. It's written by Stephen Moffat, Edgar Wright, and Joe Cornish, uh, and it stars Jamie Bell as Tintin. Jamie Bell is like really big because he uh, he was in Billy Elliot in two thousand, 
and he won the BAFTA as actor in leading role, becoming one of the youngest people to win that award. Um, Let's not forget, he was also the thing in the Fantastic Four movie. He absolutely was. Um, he absolutely did that was. Suck? Did that suck as bad as, as bad as people say it did? Bruh, every Fantastic Four movie that has touched this planet mm-hmm. has sucked. Yeah. And so, like, it's the one movie that, like, in the Marvel lineup that's... In, I'm like, oh, do we have to do it again? Um... Regardless, this movie, uh, Steven Spielberg has been, uh, he acquired the film rights after the author's death, after the co- uh, the comic artist's death in 1983, then re-optioned it in 2002. He's really about this movie. Um, the production cost for this movie was $135 million. Jordan, guess how much they made in box office? Uh, $475 million. It's uh, a little too high, but three seventy four. So it was oh. a success, um, and they announced a. Uh, it won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature Film that year. Uh, John Williams scored the movie. He was nominated for Best Original Score. Peter Jackson announced uh, that he was going to direct the sequel, but that movie's been stuck in development hell. So, like this movie. 2011 apparently it was popping off right also this came, this movie came out in october of 2011 you know what that means rolling into the holiday season right you're getting the families together you're trying to find places to take the kids all this other stuff right um uh and people compared the film to like indiana jones and raiders of the lost ark like that sort of you even sent me a message that said like this is the most like uncharted it's like uncharted indiana jones like sort of film um but yeah this takes a this takes three stories from the 1010 uh canon like um like kim said uh the crab and the golden claws the secret of the unicorn and red rankham's treasure um and so this movie here's the here's the issue i'm gonna say this from the top this movie is like this movie has the same restrictions I believe that like the Sherlock Holmes movies have is that for the first 25, 30 minutes, people are moving throughout the world saying words that you don't know what the fuck they mean. You know what I mean? Like everyone else knows and you as an audience member is just like running to catch up because everyone's speaking the same. You know what I mean? Like people will say like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, you know, Havisham, and then someone will be like, Havisham? Oh no, we have to run. You're like, what the fuck is Havisham? There's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I wondered too, and again, I, I, I have I have no I have no um, familiarity whatsoever with the source material, but I do wonder, like, for those that do, were they picking up this movie a little bit quicker than maybe I was at the beginning? Because um, with, like, with, like, those little detectives, those twins, and like, little pickpocket and all that kind of stuff, it's like, these are archetypes in this world and like the second they're introduced we kind of know what to expect from them but i didn't know who any of these fucking people were yeah (laughs) yeah so there's like there's like the police detective thomas and thompson uh who look like brothers but they're not brothers right Uh, it's like oh all the police look the same you have 1010 who's our titular character the thing with 1010 is that 1010 runs around with a gun driving cars like shoot, like shooting at people like you know but here's the thing he looks perpetually 16 um there's a lot of questions about like how old he is um 
but in the comics, he's he's represented anywhere from 15 to 19, right? Even still, a 19-year-old running around in a gun like this is a lot. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. We'll but, get to uh, it, but, yeah. Yeah, but the movie opens with uh, Tintin uh, being around a, a market where there's this pickpocket um, going around, and he's getting a drawing uh, of him done, and he has this dog, Snowy, who's like, so he, Snowy's pretty hilarious. Like, if you watch this movie, keep your eye on Snowy. I'm pretty sure there was someone who's just like, what's Snowy doing in the scene? And they were, like, giving him all the gags. It was pretty great. Um, yeah. But, uh, so he's modeling, and he finds he finds a little uh, model boat of this boat called the Unicorn. It's, it's triple-mass, double-decked, 50 cannons. Uh, and he's like, how much? Uh, and he buys it for, like, a pound. And the dude's like, dope, whatever. Uh, right after he buys it, this dude walks up to him. He's all like, "Yo, give me the fucking boat. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna cause you trouble." He's like, "Nah, bro, it's not for sale." Dude's like, "Okay, don't say I didn't warn you." Right after he leaves, another dude comes up and he's like, "Yo, name your price for the boat." Ten Ten's like, "Bitch, I'm not selling you this boat. Get the fuck up off of me. Let me go home, you asshole." Right? And he's like, "I, right, that's cool." You go ahead, go home. And Tintin's like, there must be something up with this boat then. The fuck? And so <laughs> he goes home and, like, insert uh, wacky stuff with the dog and cat in this scene. So the boat ends up falling, breaking. Something falls out of the mast and rolls in from this little silver tube and rolls underneath the dresser. Tintin leaves uh, to be like, I'm going to research this boat at the library. Finds out that this boat is a mythical boat called the Unicorn that apparently had a treasure that was lost at sea and uh, no one knows where it is. And he comes home. And what does he come home to? His place. Like the boat's stolen. Right. So he's like, ah, oh, shit, that's some bullshit. Uh, and he's like, OK, if the boat's stolen, I'm going to go find the person who stole my boat. And so I forget how, but he ends up at this place. Uh, uh, Marlon Spike Hall um, where he meets uh, one of the dudes who uh, um, who accosted him for the boat at the market named uh, Sakrin, right? And Sakrin's like, yo, I already have a boat. Like, I don't have your boat, my dude. Like, what the fuck you talking about? Uh, and as he's leaving, Sakrin's uh, driver just kind of comes up and he's like, yo, like, did you find anything in this boat? Make sure you're looking for shit that people don't know to look for. And he's like, okay, what does that even mean? Um, meanwhile, there's this whole thing about a pickpocket going around, which is a, a, the B plot that doesn't even fucking matter at all. Um, all it does is it delays information getting to 1010 near the end of the movie. But he goes in and he finds, uh, he comes home again, and then his house is not... Uh, the boat isn't stolen, but his house is fucking ransacked, right? And his house is ransacked. Snowy helps him find uh, the little silver tube that fell out of the boat. And uh, inside the tube is a poem basically being like, yo, three brothers, they all got a ship. They know where the fucking treasure is. And then, like, this shit's going to be dope, but you need three ships to find it. And then they're all going to sail in the morning. Some shit like that, right? Um... And as soon as he does, he's like, oh, shit. The reason that 
the reason that he doesn't have my boats because he already has a boat. They got two boats. Oh my God. Oh shit. Right. Um, and then there's like a knock at the door for him. And he's like, Oh no, he's going downstairs. And the person who, who's kind of like the tenant for the, or the landlady for the building, she's opening the door. And there's this dude named Barnaby. Who's the first dude who stopped in the market. He's like, yo, is Tintem home? Like he about to get into some shit. And Tintem's like, I got it. And the dude's like, yo, you need to leave. He's like, nah, I'm chill, dude. He's like, no, you're in danger, though. And then this is the first point where I was like, what rate is this movie? Time out what? <laughs> because if Barnaby don't get capped in a drive-by by an automatic weapon. <laughs> yep. yep. What did you what did you what did you think of this moment? Yeah, I mean, you know, it it got real. It got real real quick. Um, real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, and because the I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, we we might talk about the gun stuff a little bit later, but yeah, just just parents out there, like this. I just kind of want to like put this out on front. There, there's a lot of guns in this movie. Lots, um, a lot of guns, and it's still PG. I will say that like, is Barnaby the only person who dies by gunfire? Um, because I, I from what I remember, a lot of I it, think so, but guns, like he. He dies. Yeah, no, it's it. He I'm, and I'm not. I'm not saying. Oh, it's only one of them. Died. No, it's, it's still it's still pretty shocking. But they kind of use guns in the same way that um, the Indiana Jones movies use guns, which those are also PG, or at least I know the first the first few are. Um, where it's like no one, and I almost hate having you know having this conversation. I'm absolutely you know I'm 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 a gun owner like for gun control. You know what I mean? So like I but. It's like in a movie, it's like they, it's all, they'll use it as like tools. Does that make sense? Like there's plenty of times where like Tintin is like, oh, you got to lower this thing. So he shoots a bullet at it and it like drops. You know what I mean? Or, or, yeah. or Tintin you know. never shoots to kill. Let's be honest. Our, yeah. our, let's, yeah, let's be yeah. upfront. Our protagonist never shoots to kill. Yeah. Everybody, every other motherfucker in the movie trying to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's. So just use that. I mean, I, I, I totally understand parents out there who are like, oh, I don't really want to watch, you know, this movie because there's like a lot of, a lot of gun stuff in there. Just, just, just understand it. There is a lot of gun stuff, but Barnaby, even though he dies like pretty horrifically. <laughs> so quick, bro. Yeah. He's the only one who, who, who suffers, uh, suffers that fate at the end. Yeah. But he gets shot. And as he's dying, as he's literally bleeding out and Tintin's like, Oh no, someone's been shot on our doorstep again. He's way too chill about the fact that this yeah. dude just got murdered. But the dude is using his blood to highlight letters on a newspaper. <laughs> Which this, yeah, which it becomes way too, like, you know. Which I was watching that and it's like, what if they didn't have a letter he needed on that front page? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he found the J real easy. Yeah, what are you trying to, like, flip? Thank God there wasn't an X in that son of a bitch. I know, you know he, I mean? would been, he would have been dead with no reason. <laughs> but fa- sure enough, uh, Ten Ten puts together that, like, he's trying to spell a name. And he spelled he spelled the name of the boat, uh, Cara Bujan. Uh, it's a ship, like, sir. It's a ship. Whatever. It's a boat. It's on the water. Um, you want to water your boat? You white Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but either way. 
uh, so Tintin, he's like, oh yeah, there's some shit. Like there's this boat, right? And he's like, oh, I don't know. What th-. He's like, I don't know what the word means. And then the pickpocket, like you know, is outside, does some shit, steals his wallet. He's like, oh no, the fucking piece of the scroll that I found, I put it in my goddamn wallet. But first off, prove he's sixteen, idiot, stupid. Put it on your shoe. Like, put it somewhere where, you know what I mean? Like, somewhere where they ain't going to search. Yeah, Regardless. No, he needs to read it. Put it in, put it in your, put it in your, your, your prison, prison wallet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Prison wallet. <laughs> Anyways. Where's, uh, the, where's the, where's the scroll? It's in me ass. Let me it <laughs> There's two ways to get it out. Yeah. Uh, either way. <laughs> Oh, we have some fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) A lot of guns in this movie. There's a lot of guns in this (laughs) movie. But here's the the second part that I was like shocked at, like really taken aback is that. So Tintin, he's like, oh, my, my wallet got stolen. I need to go home. And he goes home and someone's like, oh, we have a delivery for you. He's all like, oh, I didn't order anything. He's like, you're right. You're the delivery. And then fucking chloroforms him. Yeah. It sticks him in a box. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, we we done got a murder uh, by a, dri- a drive-by murder and chloroforming all within seven and a half minutes of each other. Yeah, but I mean, chloroform, you know, that's... that's chloroforming that's a child. A child. A child. But you know, remember, like you know, again, I, I on, there, there's a lot of like old school sort of, I don't know, like like uh, uh, the cartoons that we watch growing up, Batman the yeah. animated series. You're telling you how many kids got chloroform? How many you know, you know, no that, kids you know, got chloroform on Batman the animated series. Well, I'm not saying that show Grown specifically. Like, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen like you know kidnappings and like these shows you grew up in. I, you know, I've seen, I, I've seen you know the women getting the thing and all. It was, you know, you know, whatever. It, it was a, a trope, I think, at the time. I don't know, like that. There's some heavy stuff in here for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to get to the next heavy thing. Yeah, we're about to get to the next heavy thing because then. Welcome the storyline about alcoholism. Because Tintin's on the boat. On the boat. Yes, I said the boat. He's on the boat. And they're like, ah, fuck you, my dude. We're going to kill you because you don't know shit. He's like, I got to get out of here. So he gets out of there and he gets out of the, ca- the, 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 the compartment he's in. Goes to another compartment where the captain of the ship, uh, Archibald Haddock, is. Uh, and Archibald Haddock is absolutely sloshed 10 sheets to the wind drunk gone shut it down he ain't answering them today right he's all sad and shit um and then he's like i've been locked in here for weeks and then 10 10 just opens the door he's like i just assumed it was locked because he's just drunk um so they're running around the ship they're trying to get off uh 10 10 figures out where they're going he's like hey they're going to uh, Bagar. Uh, he's like, I gotta go. You coming with me? And he's like, Dope. We gotta bring some things first. He there's this whole entire thing where Tintin has to get some keys and the keys to the liquor cabinet. And this motherfucker starts loading up on room. And he's like, Nope, can't do without it. And Tintin's like, Oh, so the poem basically said like only a true haddock could solve the treasure. 
to find the treasure. You're a true haddock. Like, what do you know? And the dude's like, ah, you know what? My my grandfather, he sat down. He told me everything. And the second he died, I said, fuck it. And I got drunk. And I've been drunk ever since. Yes. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, nah, bro. Drinks all day, every day. That's all I do, right? Uh, they get off the boat. Uh, they're almost murdered for the umpteenth time within 10 minutes. Um, then they, uh, they're on the boat. Uh, the captain is like, I can get us there. He thinks that 1010 is, uh, cold, right? Uh, and he sets a fire on the boat to warm him up. And then he uses, he's like, oh no, Tintin's like, help me put it out. He's like, okay. So he pours whiskey on the fire and it, you know, blows a goddamn hole in the boat. So they're on the boat, it's turtled. And what comes after them? A goddamn seaplane. Goddamn seaplane. They're like, oh, we're saved. It's it's a seaplane for like. From Morocco. From from Morocco, goddamn it. (laughs) And then the seaplane tries to fucking kill him. And then Tintin's like, we got. Good news and bad news. You want the bad news first? Like, bad news. I got one bullet. What's the good news? I got one bullet. <laughs> <laughs> you cocky shit. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, go to prom. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go to prom. <laughs> That's something to tell people. Next time some young buck tries to tell me a thing, man, go to prom, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Study for that algebra test, you motherfucker. Yeah. Don't, t- don't tell me. What you shit. get on your SAT? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go to prom. Oh, that was great. <clears throat> but either way, he downs the seaplane, he hijacks the seaplane. Tintin learns how to fly a seaplane. And the whole time, Captain's like, oh, I'm out of booze. I'm out of booze. Life sucks because I'm out of booze. And so the captain. He finds some medicinal spirits, which I'm like, they got booze just to, why? What time period? What medicine this is? I never rolled to the hospital and they say, you know what, I, I, I prescribe you 50 cc's of rye whiskey. Like, never, never, not ever. Uh, either way, there's this whole ridiculous thing where they're about to run out of fuel. Fucking, he's like, hey, we're running out. We're running on fumes here. And Haddock climbs on top of the plane, opens up the fuel tank, and burps his alcoholic ass breath, supercharging the plane. <laughs> yeah, when you're that bad, like that's that's when Haddock first step. You know, first step to solving a problem is admitting you got one. And it's like, yo, my breath kept a plane Start. in the fucking sky. Your you, your burps. Cause a, con- yeah. a combustion engine yeah. to be overpowered. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're all just trying to find Jesus before Jesus finds us. You know, and I just <laughs> <laughs> that I dude. I remember a buddy. He 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 was drinking. He he drank so much that his face started producing yeast. What? Like he had rash. Yeah, dude, he had like rashes on his face, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Bro, your body has become so dependent on alcohol that when it doesn't have it, it is producing yeast. It ferments. It, what? Yeah. 
And that was his, you know, Jesus found him. You know what I mean? He was like, I He's like, guess where I'm not? The bottom of this goddamn bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm really proud of him. He's, he's, he, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's sobering up, but, but yeah, man, it was, um, it's bad, dude. And so, yeah, that moment, it's like, come on, Haddock, you know, wake up. You, know, you got a problem. Well, okay. So Haddock is then, so they, they crash the plane in the middle of the desert, right? They're in North Africa, all this other stuff. And Haddock is thirsty and the sun snaps him sober. And all of a sudden, He's not clear-minded. Motherfucker starts hallucinating. Here's the thing, though. There's a couple things that we haven't said about this movie. The animation is both beautiful and weird at the same time because they kept the cartoon proportions, but it's, like, bordering on photorealistic animation, right? Yeah, yeah. There were times where... There were times watching this movie, I was like, why didn't they just do this live action? But then, like, during the chase sequences and everything, I was like, okay, that makes sense why they're doing live action. Yeah. Um... It still holds up though, like for it real, does. What, uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's eleven year old came out. Yeah, for a movie that came out more than ten years ago, it it still holds up. So, that's yeah. So the animation is like really crisp and like really kind of great, um, and the proportions of some of the body parts are kind of weird. But then, like when you realize it's the style that they're doing to make sure it's it feels still kind of cartoonish, so they can get away with the cartoonish action that happens. Um, I'm, I'm for it. But, uh, the other thing is that who, who, I want to know who the fucking DP on this movie is like who the, you, because bruh, this movie from a storyboarding perspective and from like the switching of visuals is gorgeous. And, um, the point where I was like, I, I have to give it up to them was while they were in the desert, Haddock, he becomes sober he starts remembering what his grandfather said about the unicorn and he sees the unicorn and you slip into the past where like his, his great, great grandfather's on the pirate ship. Right. And the sand becomes water and the transition of the boat coming over. The, I was like, this is gorgeous. Mm, it was, I, you know, I was like, this was, I was like, this is really good. And it's one of those things that made me upset that I hadn't paid attention to this movie in 2011, right? Because I, I would have been, become a disciple of the animation alone. You know, we talked about this with the Yeti, the first Yeti movie we watched, um, where there are some studios who have the ability to animate really beautifully, and they don't integrate it into the story, and they just kind of show it off. and Like, oh, look how many particles mm-hmm. we can have on screen. Mm-hmm. This movie never once just had a showy-off shot. Right, it was always part of the story and made it yeah. feel grounded. And it's one of the it's one of the good things about the movie that I think is that because they're kind of skirting this line between photorealistic and cartoonish, the stakes felt really heavy to me. Right, um, and so like Haddock being an alcoholic felt like really grounded to me. Uh, the fact that these people were shooting guns at them and could murder them felt like like heavy to me. Right. Um, yes, those cartoonish stuff, but man, this transition into the boat is by far my favorite sequence of the movie. Yeah. You know, I liked it a whole lot. Um, and then, you know, the back and forth, uh, when he's like mm-hmm. sort of recounting everything. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, this, 
the, the, this movie's gorgeous. It really is. Um, you know, there's a part later uh, where they're, they're pouring something into a bowl and, and just, just those simple acts, you know, it's like this movie, like this looks so fucking good. You know, like this is one of those, like back in the day you get like a new TV and you want, you want the movie to like show it off, you know, like this, this, I think it's a good, it's a good movie for that. This is that Best Buy display TV movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, to, to sort of bring it back to a movie that we did in, in the past that, you know, I guess is appropriate for uh, for this Pirate Month. I mean, you know, Treasure Planet. I remember thinking the same thing with that movie. You know, it's like, you know, think what you about like the movie and stuff. But, man, there's some beautiful shots in it. Um, and it's it's kind of the same thing with this. So, I mean, you know, the, the, the artistry that went into the visuals and went into like you're talking about like the storyboarding and, and all that kind of stuff definitely gets it some high marks in my, in my book and, and sort of, it sort of makes up for some of the other issues that I have with the movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically I don't want to, if anybody who's going to watch this, I do not want to spoil any of this pirate stuff because this pirate sequence is probably one of the best animated pirate sequences I've ever seen. It's so good. Yeah. And the the, my, the part that I want to say right now is the part that I was a little let down is that it took us so long to get here. Because mm-hmm. once we're here, I'm in. But it took us so yeah. long to get here. It did. It did. And that's sort of my first gripe with the movie is that this movie is an hour and 45 minutes. But, bro, it's a long hour and 45 minutes. Really, um, truly. So, yeah, I agree. Can we go ahead and talk about just the character that's introduced in here? Um, just so for context when it comes to ranking all the pirates, the, um, the pirate. Characters. Oh, you mean as far as, as you mean, uh, okay. Which pirate, uh, had the, the Haddock pirate or the, uh, the red hand pirate, uh, a, a, a rack. Hand, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so in here, here's where it kind of gets tricky. So uh, talking about this movie, as far as like a pirate movie, you know, and I guess we'll get to the, the actual pirate in this movie is Red Rackham because uh, Sir Francis Haddock was a was a Navy captain, wasn't like a pirate at all, did seafaring yeah. things, but wasn't technically a pirate. So technically, our pirate of the movie is is Red Rackham. But we'll, we'll, Although, we'll pencil that Haddock was like pushing treasure, like st- he stowed treasure in the bottom of his boat that yeah. people didn't know about. Yeah. So I mean, he's like pirate me, on the sly. Yeah, if you ask me, I think we have Haddock, the Haddock now, and then we have Sir Francis Haddock, and then we have Red Rackham. I think that those three combined sort of make up our pirate characters in this. Okay, cool. So we'll keep that in mind whenever we rank them as far as yeah. the pirates. But yeah, cool. All right. So we've touched on a pirate, but yeah, continue, sir. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we find out uh, we find out the story of Sir Francis Haddock uh, about had about how Red Rackham had like tried to steal his pirate, had tried to steal his gold. We find out about the sinking of the unicorn, all this other stuff, and then we find out like, oh, so he needs all three scrolls to find out where the treasure is. He's going to Morocco. Uh, no, he's not going to Morocco. Uh, yeah, he's going to Morocco to um, get a uh, to get the third boat from this person who is basically uh, uh, like royalty and and a Moroccan royalty, right? Um, and he has this singer 
who's going with him to the person who's trying to steal the boat has uh, the singer with him who's going to basically sing a high note and break open this bulletproof glass so that we can get this this boat right. Um, mm-hmm. The the way that they lay out the plot beats on this is a lot more eloquent than what I just said, but. There's one thing about this moment that I want to point out is that, so we have our bad guy. Uh, by this time we have our bad guy. We have Sakrin, right? He's trying to get all these boats. Mm-hmm. He brings this white lady to sing it to Morocco, to sing opera to Morocco, right? And she meets Omar bin Salahad. The freaking this dude is rich. Right. This dude is like he's a he's a ship collector. His palace is gorgeous. And this singer looks him straight in the face and says, I'm so happy to be in the third world. Bitch. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I was like, right. oh, no. Jordan, that's like me coming over to your house realizing you don't have HBO and be like, I'm so happy. happy. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, man, you know, slumming it really, really makes me appreciative of what I have. And then here's the thing. The rest of the scenes in this, like, that palace is gorgeous. They're dressed to the nines. That man ain't one for shit. And she got the nerve, the audacity, the testicular fortitude, the gall. To say he lived in a third, I was, I was shocked, and he, I, I was, oh, and it was just one of those things where I was like, ooh, this is this is how you know it's made in two thousand eleven. Let a motherfucker try to say that in the movie now. Let a motherfucker try to say that in the, like burn it down, mm-hmm. right? And also, she's the only female character in the movie. Oh, she's yep. doing this too. There's two, but she's like the biggest female character in the movie, and she's still being utilized by a man. Like, I was just like, this is this, her character is the most problematic thing in the whole entire mm-hmm. thing. Um, yep. Second thing, a lot of dudes, a lot of guns, a lot of dudes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I forgot to note that out of nowhere, Saccharin reveals that he's a falconer, and so <laughs> he has a bird. So we got Tintin with his dog Snowy. We got Saccharin with his fucking Falcon. And this brings us to my second favorite scene in the movie. So the third boat, it's it's broken open. The scroll is taken, right? The Falcon swoops in, takes it. Tintin, Snowy, and Haddock are all like, yo, we got to go. Haddock had his piece of the scroll taken, right? Because Tintin's like, guard this with your life. And Haddock's like, I got you. But Haddock was tempted by an alcohol bottle. It got knocked out. They stole his piece. And Haddock goes up to Tintin. This part rocked my world. Haddock goes up to Tintin and is like, yo, like they took my piece. And Tintin's like, what the fuck happened? He's like, oh, you know, I was going out. I couldn't stand the music. And I was going out and there was this bottle of alcohol. And Tintin's like, oh, there's always a bottle of alcohol with you. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Haddock says, like, it wasn't like that. And Tintin stops, looks him square in the eye and says, I can smell it on your breath and walks away <laughs> and destroyed that entire man's existence. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, you didn't have to do him like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the way, they hop in like a, uh, a little uh, a motorcycle with a sidecar. They're chasing after Saccharin, who has 
at this point, he has two in his possession, and the bird has a third piece, right? Yeah. And so they're like, we got to get him. Freaking Haddock has a rocket launch that he launches backwards, which hits open the dam, and there's, there's water rushing through this town down an aquifer. Can I can I just say I love this chase sequence. It's so good. It was, it was so fun. Yeah, it, this was this was amazing. This is the first movie, and I want to say a long time where I felt like put that on the ride. Mm-hmm. I want this chase sequence, yeah. and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I could, was, I could, so good. I could see it at like a Universal Park where you put on the 3D glasses. Right, the adventure ten ten ride. You're like, we have to get the bird who has the thing, and like them going through the y'all. If nothing, Mm -hmm. if nothing else, if nothing else, I would say find a way to YouTube the the pirate boat, the pirate sequence as they land in the desert, and this chase sequence because they are so what. And you, this is one of those things. I was like, Steven Spielberg is damn good at what he does. Yeah. Yep. He directed that. He directed that scene within an inch of its motherfucking life, and every part of it is dope. It's dope. No, it's really. dope. Um, either way, uh, of course, the bad guy uh, gets all three pieces. Tintin has figured out that if you line all three pieces up, there's secret numbers on them. Um, but you know, he doesn't have time to see what they are. Sacred. Sacrin gets all three pieces. He ends up back in um, uh, Europe and uh, and on London, and everyone's like, "Why are we back here?" And Sacrin's like, "Shut the fuck up! I know something you don't." Right? Um, but then starts another really great sequence, which is this crane battle because <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking Haddock and Tintin know that Sacrin's going to go back. They use a crane to tie his car to a crane. They start slinging that shit around. Like, two cranes bash. It's the closest thing to a mech battle in the Adventures yeah. of Tintin that yeah. you're going to get. Um, and, and here's the thing. Like, after we are introduced to the concept of, like, oh, Haddock's, father, uh, Haddock's you know, descendant or ancestor was basically, like, a civil pirate. And there's all this piracy going on. The movie picks up in a great way. And I think the movie really finds its stride in the second and third act. Yeah. The first act takes so much time. But the second and third act is when it really picks up its stride. Um, but Haddock uh, and uh, Saccharin are trying to kill each other back and forth. You find out that Saccharin is actually uh, Red Rackham's descendant. And he's like, yo, your great-great-grandfather tried to fuck up my great-great-grandfather. And guess what? I'm here to fuck you up. Let's end this. And uh, Haddock wins. They get all three pieces uh, of the scroll and its uh, coordinates, right? You find out that its coordinates back to the exact same house that Saccharin was actually in. And then they find the treasure uh, and uh, they're all like, ah, yes, uh, the adventure was great. And Tintin's like, the adventure ain't over, bitch, because guess what? We got a map to where the actual ship is. You want to roll? Mm-hmm. And Haddock's like, I sure as fuck do. And then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. To a sequel that will never it's in happen. Development hell. No, it's in, it's in developmental hell. As a matter of fact, as mm-hmm. late as 2018, March of 2018, uh, Peter Jackson, who's going to direct it, said that uh, Tintin is not dead. Uh, he says that they intend on making another Tintin, but the script hasn't been written yet. Mm, okay. 
All right. Uh, so before we get to our rankings of the movie, let's go ahead and do our podcast, once in a podcast, and rank the pirates of 1010. So we said earlier we're counting Haddock. Let's just let's just say Haddock and then Sir Francis Haddock. Yeah. And then Red Rackham. Do we want to also count Saccharin in that as well? Oh, hell no. Saccharin ain't shit. Okay. Okay. So uh, we have our current our current standing is Captain Hook and his crew. Uh, just because <laughs> that's the only one that we've done up until now. Uh, so where do the pirates in Tintin rank? Uh, do they are they above or below Captain Hook and his crew? Oh, uh, I think that they're above because this dude, I loved that fucking, mm-hmm. I love that pirate sequence. I loved it so much. Yeah. So much. I th- yeah. I think, I think red Rackham alone. That's like a formidable fucking pirate. You know what I mean? Um, I think Rackham would, would mop the floor with captain hook. I think, um, Haddock, like present day Haddock, or at least present day with the movie and Hook, I think those are that's kind of an even match there. I think Haddock with his alcoholism and Hook with his, you know, scaredy cat syndrome, whatever you want to call it. I, th- I don't know. Both of them are kind of like buffoons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, here's all due respect to Captain Hook and his crew. I mean, Hook's got that hook, you know, and he's kind of this sort of seminal, you know, you, he's just instantly recognizable. You just, you know him. You love them and stuff like that. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on this one. Um, so I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna rank the pirates in Tintin above, um, above Captain Hook as well. So cool. yeah, Sir, Sir Francis yeah. Haddock fought like a motherfucker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and even if we were to say, which we're not going to do that because that would be way too long. Even if we were to look at the three pirate characters in this movie and rank them individually with Captain Hook, I still think all three of them would be above Captain Hook. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so there's no, like, Hook folding into this. Yeah, cool. All right. So, Tintin, congratulations. You have the better pirates of the two movies so you far. We'll see, we'll see what happens moving forward. But yeah, we will see if you hold up. Yep. Now what about so, what about this movie in general for you? Oh man, I um This movie was dark as shit. I'm just gonna say that too. And if I'm being honest, bro, like I nodded off a bit. I had to go back and like look <laughs> but I kinda I kinda blinked out um in some parts. Um but ultimately after after you know going back and, and and catching up on the parts that I missed, um, I had a good time with it. Um, you know this, you know there's a lot of guns in here. Of course, uh, we talked about that. You know there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of dudes. Um, which I mean, it's not. You know, I'm not I, it's not something to like. You know, dismiss. Don't dismiss the movie because there's a lot of dudes. I'm just saying like. Be yeah. aware that you are not rolling into this movie to get strong female characters right. or any sort right. of like representation of women with any sort of agency, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. if that's a deal breaker for you, a hundred percent, I understand. Do I think that's still a good movie? And like in the way that like Hardy Boys is like a good mm-hmm. children's book, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough. Like I, and again, with adaptations, especially, I, 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 I try not to hold that stuff against it because you look at the source material and again, not being familiar with it, but it's like, okay, like how, is it a lot of dudes in the source material? I mean, there are, they just, you know, there are a lot of dudes they, in the they're source working material. with what they got. Yeah. They're, they're working with what they got. So I, again, I'm not, I'm not going to hold that, hold that against it at all. I'm not going to let that affect my rating whatsoever. Um, See, I want to rank this. This is tough, man. I enjoyed this more than Peter Pan. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in, ter- in terms of you know June Booty, it, it, it ranks higher. But like, I know we still have two more movies left. I don't want to rank this too high because I think at the end, I, yeah, I want to like, okay, what's the better pirate movie of the four pirate movies? Um, man, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a six and a half. Out of ten, Ooh, um, okay. Just mainly just because of the visuals, um, and because of, uh, do I want to give it a seven? No, I'm gonna stick it six and a half. Six and a half out of ten. Um, it's a good time. It is. It is a good time. Visuals really cool. Um, it drags though, dude. It really does. It really drags. And and I think less time spent with. Like the, you mentioned, the B plot that doesn't go anywhere. Like the Thompson, dude, I didn't need any of that. You know, like like by the time I was into it, it's like there wasn't that much, there wasn't you know that much runtime left. So yeah, six and a half out of ten for me. So I, you know, I am. The visuals are gorgeous. I feel like I slept on who like, I feel like this movie was kind of slap on. Uh, and I do wonder what this and this movie was put out in 3D, which you know 3D was huge in twenty in the twenty ten between twenty ten and twenty fifteen, right? They were pushing that yeah. shit all the time. And, but I was like, this is one of those movies that I don't think I would have minded seeing in 3D. Like I, would, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Um, but seeing it the way I saw it, I am uh, I'm going to say a. Seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, I agree with you. It does take a little bit longer to get started than I would have hoped, um, but uh, I think that there is a really decent movie in here uh, hmm. that um, got looked over. Not because not for anybody, not for anything else except for like October is a weird time to be releasing like. Usually, if you want to see a, a family movie, you release it in the summer, or you release it at Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this would have been so. This would have done well in the summer. I mean, it did well, obviously, but like I think the summer maybe would have done a little bit better. Mm-hmm. The summer would have been one of those like it would have been one of those uh, like day camp. We're going to the movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I you know I still give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. Cool. Do I? I here's the thing. I like it better than Peter Pan. That's for sure. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. That's ten ten. That's ten ten. All right. Second movie of June Booty. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining us on this week's episode. Um, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars, great. Four stars, excellent. Three stars are below. We're going to tie you to the bow of a ship that's headed towards Morocco and just drop you off in the desert. Do you sober up? Are we talking to you, Jan? Uh, 
<laughs> um, uh, please, wherever you uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you know what? I'm going to stop saying Twitter because we don't use Twitter. We're going to be honest with you. I'm going to stop lying to y'all. Um, so Facebook or Instagram. You can email us at grownmenwks at gmail.com. You can leave us a message uh, in the show notes. Hit leave a message um, and we will maybe play your uh, comment on the show. And we appreciate you so much for listening to us. Um, as we head into the summer, please make sure that you're taking care of yourself, taking care of everybody else. Remember, we are still in the middle of a pandemic, so be safe. Get tested often. If you are able to get that fourth booster, go ahead and slide on into your nearby clinic and get that done. Uh, stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And uh, we will catch y'all later. Okay, Jordan, do you remember the name yes. of your pirate from last time? I believe it was uh, Hickory Smoke. Is that what it was? It was Hickory, Hickory Smoke? Smoke. It was daytime stripper Hickory right. Smoke. What would be the name of your boat, of your vessel? Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Cactus the Cactus Angel. Okay. <laughs> okay. Put me on the spot, man. The Cactus Angel. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. There you go. No, you want to know what mine would be? What? It'd be <laughs> the roundabout. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck no, you. no, I have no, a theme. I have a theme. What's my what's my pirate name? Oh man. Uh uh Left, left by the Wayside. By the Wayside. Of the Roundaboat. Oh. <laughs> I was left by the wayside of the roundabout. Why is your pirate a fucking joke, dude? Like I'm trying to be like <laughs> I'm your pirate's sad. Your pirate is so fucking sad. Like, they, no, here, I think it's genius. I think people pity your pirate. They're like, man, just give him the shit. You know what I mean? Like, we, <laughs> just give him half. We don't need to bring all this shit back. You know, here, take it, take it. You know, left, left, left by the wayside at the roundabout. That. <laughs> Dude, you're. <laughs> oh man, you love me. Don't lie. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I feel bad for your pirate. You know, that's um. Don't feel bad for him. <laughs> you know what? He gets money, but he doesn't fuck bitches. How about that? <laughs> What'd you just say? I said he gets money, buddy. Did you say what I think you just said? I did. <laughs> He's like the CPA of the pirate world. Yeah. He's like, let me do your taxes. Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? 
Check out our social media links in the show notes.